what I ate. That's what I'm afraid of every time. That's I why I can't do it. It's like <laughs> people are always giving me food. I'm like, no, I can't. I'm gonna talk now. The big purple string hanging yeah, down. Yeah. 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 It's weird. It's pull weird. it out like a ticker yeah, tape. That's a weird choice. Yeah. I don't know why I did that. That was so fun. Killer cryptids, that's what this is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Killer cryptids, take one. This is Monsteropolis, is it not? A show about legends, anomalies, and monsters, of course. Mm-hmm. My favorite subject. Uh, my name's Mark Matsky, and I am joined by Heather Mosier. Hello. Researcher and interviewer and... Just um, director of all things Fortean. <laughs> Fun stuff. Fun stuff. The mm-hmm. good stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What what has been on? What's been your like? What's a behind the scenes thing that you're doing right now that you really shouldn't talk about? That I shouldn't talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, right. So, um, in Jersey Devil, in the uh, real actor actresses part, the dramatic section yeah. whatever that would be called um the fictionalized yeah, yeah. movie account yeah yeah um so we have to have props and costumes and so on and um one of the scenes called for a bike so we got a bike and the bike was not assembled when it arrived and so that was my <laughs> job to assemble said bike, it's in the other office now. No way. Yeah. So, what kind of bike? Like a ten-speed, or what are we mm, talking mm, here? No, I don't know. <laughs> it's just a bike. A BMX bike. Yeah, it's just a bike for an adult. That's all I got. Oh my goodness! I don't know. It. <clears throat> I just I fought with it. Andy, you got to hear me uh, talking to it a Persuading lot. Persuading it. Yeah, I'm like, what are you doing? This is so confusing. Because <laughs> um, the directions would say things like it would tell me to put the handlebars on. Like I'm opening it in page one, yeah. handlebars on, get to page three. Before putting handlebars on, I'm like, what? You already told me. Can we go in order, please? <laughs> but um, I, I think about this fine. now. How long do you think said bike is going to be in the film? Is it or is it like? It is It is the secondary character okay. next to the Jersey <laughs> yeah, Devil. Right. Yeah. Anyone who rides the bike. <laughs> because- <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know, it's not going to be in it a ton, but yeah. I mean, Jason wrote the script and there's like actual lines that involve the bike moving and throwing it down. And so like we couldn't just nix the bike all together. We already had changed it somewhat from what he originally wrote. Is there a scene where the silhouette of the bike goes across the moon by any chance? Yes, there's a basket on That's the front. What- <laughs> <laughs> There's a little tiny jersey devil in, in the front. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought so. Mm-hmm. Of course. But I mean, that's filmmaking 101, right? Is yes. that all of this blood, sweat, and tears goes into constructing a bike <laughs> that's going to be in the film for, you know, a couple shots and mm-hmm. then. Yeah. And then gone. Yeah. So that's. What, that's all worth it. Yeah. All um, worthwhile. Yeah. And um, boy, I guess it'd have to be tonight or tomorrow. Sometime soon, I have to go in the woods and locate stuff for props as well. Oh, um, so just some rocks, you know, no big deal. No. But I gotta go. I gotta go find those too. 
Good old Minerva rocks. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. So the spirit of the Minerva monster will be within <laughs> the Jersey yeah. Devil film. We try to keep it all connected. <laughs> you know, we do. <laughs> Little yeah. Easter eggs here exactly. and there. You'll definitely recognize yeah. me like this. Easter that's eggs, from Minerva. Minerva rocks. That's right. We've got our whole whole <laughs> vocabulary. Speaking of which, mm. if you really like that type of thing, we've got an event for you. We sure do. It's called Monster Fest. Mm-hmm. It's coming up in June of 2023 in good old Canton, Ohio. Yep. Beautiful yep. downtown Canton. Mm-hmm. Um, I am looking forward to this quite a bit. We're going to have a lot of really great guests. Mm-hmm. The STM crew will be on hand. I heard talk of a premiere at mm-hmm. the Grand Palace Theater. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Greatest place to see a film in Northeast Ohio. So make your plans accordingly. I don't think there are precise dates quite yet that needs to get locked in. Mm-hmm. But um, just sort of in pencil, yeah. kind of circle June yeah. of 2023, all weekends, just sort of X <laughs> them out until you know the date and then yeah. you can erase the other ones and yeah. you can be free for those. Perfect. But uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what else do we got coming up here in the near future? There's a number of shoots happening. I know this is true. Oh, yeah. Uh, the aforementioned fictionalized. Um, the Jersey Devil thing. The shoots, the mm-hmm. Jersey Devil. There's some Alaska. Ridge stuff, perhaps. Oh, Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. The Ridge. Um, yeah. It's like it's madcap. Who's in control of the whiteboard around here? I mean, because you, isn't there like a grand one calendar? There that, used to be. Now it's on the iPhone. Oh, I see. Wow. Uh, Rocketing <laughs> towards the future, STM. Amazing. It's on our iCalendars. <laughs> no, they're in the other office now. Oh, yeah. shout out to our showrunner, Andy Matsky. Yeah. We've revived Sasswhat, a show mm-hmm. about Bigfoot, and that's a lot of fun. There's a logo for it. People seem to be digging the logo. Mm-hmm. Our buddy Mike from Moth Boys called it sick, which I'm pretty <laughs> sure these days means that it's good. <laughs> yes, I'm almost 50, so please leave me alone. <laughs> You're telling me people didn't say that whenever you were younger? I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm sort of playing it up. Yeah. I, <laughs> yep. But it is it is awesome, and it's Shout out to Zach yeah, yeah. Zach Palmasano's work is is on full display there. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to getting that on something, t-shirt, you know, hoodie, some whatever. It's in the works. Yeah, yeah. If you order ten thousand stickers, it only costs twenty two cents. Twenty two cents <laughs> a piece. Help stickers? us out. Yeah. So if every person who watches an episode of Sasquatch wants a sticker. Support the Sasswood sticker Kickstarter. (laughs) Get us up to. (laughs) If we hit 5,000, we can do multiple stickers. We could do a window cling. Imagine. Imagine the possibilities. Endless, really. Yeah. Yeah. We are. I don't know. It's more fun. The Kickstarter. We could do a little (laughs) video. We could have a party. Uh, that's true. That's true. I'm sorry. See, this is. Stop creating work. For 
I am a pure idea person, and then they go <laughs> off to other people to execute. That's what I do. So Laura is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've had some great conversations lately. Yes. And I, you know what's wild, though? I have to say, I go back and you look at the thumbnails and who you've talked to so far. Mm-hmm. It's a huge variety of oh, yeah. people, investigators, mm-hmm. story collectors, and so forth. Yeah, we've got stories from ghosts to Bigfoot to fairies and gin now. Oh. Yeah. Well, we're, we're coming mm-hmm. based on when this comes out. Yeah. You know. At some point, you'll hear about them. But yeah, it's all over the map. It's really cool. Cool. Very good. Yeah. Well, you know, we whetted our appetite <laughs> for killing creatures last week. <laughs> Not literally killing them. They're killer creatures. Yeah, for killer creatures. Mm-hmm. For, um, you know, <laughs> homicidal haints. <laughs> There's your title, showrunner. Yeah, people love that. One. I know. People know all that means. How can they? I, all How I can, they can say is if that showed up in my recommended, psh, yeah. next 40 minutes are spoken for. You got one of you right there. Boom. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Forget yeah. this guy being blown by the wind. I'm going to watch homicidal haints right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw this today. <laughs> and I got in, I was like pulled into it. Thanks, MSN homepage. It's like, watch this video of a guy being blown by the wind. And sure enough, he was. It's, it's in a city. Yeah. And he's walking along <laughs> in a suit and tie. <laughs> and he's got a stack of papers and this huge wind comes up like blows the papers all around and then he's like oh i'll go sit on this bench <laughs> the wind like blows him along the bench like he thinks i'll be safe and no he's being scooted along the bench by the wind so wow rather than that <laughs> i would watch Almost what we're doing haze. right now yeah oh, so boy. The fact of the matter is there are plenty of stories out there <laughs> where it's not just a cute cryptid or the peaceful <laughs> Bigfoot walking by, but yeah. um, things take a deadly turn. Mm-hmm. And those stories are contemporary right down to the present day, but they also stretch back into the mists of time. And Wendigo was sort of uh, dipping a toe into that subject mm-hmm. where he's all about killing. I mean, yeah. he exists to hunt people down. And so that has been the background for a lot of our original monster stories. I think it's, I don't know, as times have changed, we've taken a different look at monsters and what they mean. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the monster stories from, you know, long, long, long ago were they're out to get you and uh, watch your step. So. Yeah, stay out of the woods. Killer cryptids. Where do you want to start us on this? <clears throat> well, I can start us on the practical part of killer cryptids, which is the idea of uh, legend tripping and going places that you shouldn't go. Uh-huh. So my f- favorite one to bring up in these stories uh, is the Pope Lick monster, a goat man. He's not the only goat man by any means, but um, he's maybe the most famous one because mm. um, he has a name. Right. <laughs> uh, he's branded. Yeah, he's branded, you know, trademarked. Um <laughs> But the idea that, 
you can summon this creature by running across a train trestle, which the Popelik train trestle is, I mean, dozens of feet high over the Popelik Creek. Um, there is nothing to get off of the tracks when you're in the middle other than to jump or fall mm. um, to your death, most likely. Um, and they're an, it's an active train track. Ah. So the problem is, and it's it's used often, that when um, legend trippers or youths go up there mm-hmm. for fun um, or to see if they can run across and summon it or whatever, they'll find themselves sometimes out in the middle of the tracks with nowhere to go and a train is coming and they end up dead. Mm-hmm. Um I've heard before, like the Pope Lick monster being branded as literally the deadliest cryptid because he actually has a body count. It's not like wow. the stories of, you know, Bigfoot did this to me and there's really no proof or whatever. Like there have been many people that have passed away trying to summon this thing wow. or find it. But um, wow. yeah, so he's in the... He's, he's a goat man that either pops up because you've gone across the train trestle. Sometimes the story is that you drive under it, which is much safer to do because um, there's a road there. And um, he'll hop down on the hood of your car or whatever. Um, and I'm not saying that everybody that's been on those train tracks that has been hurt was looking for the Pope Lick mm-hmm. monster necessarily, but we definitely know that there are people who have. That was their intention. Um, so actually, a couple years ago, we took a family vacation down to Adams to go visit some of like the Bell Witch Cave and mm-hmm. so on. And on the way back, we stopped at the Pope Lick train trestle because it's in Louisville. It's just, I mean, oh. you can get to it very quickly okay. or very easily. Um, and um, there was a memorial for a teenage girl that had just passed away just a month or so before we got there. Wow. Um, she and a couple friends had gone up on the train tracks and were, I think maybe one of them survived, but, um, and I think one was still in the hospital and then she had passed away. And so there was a memorial. So then I took the time to talk to the kids about, I understand that mom does, you know, like mom makes movies about this stuff or whatever, mm-hmm. or is interested in this kind of thing. Um, but uh, there's big signs that say, don't climb. There's fences up. Just don't ignore that just for the sake of a story. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's the, you know, the downer part, I guess, like the not so much a monster tale <clears throat> as just us making choices that we shouldn't make necessarily. So yeah, that's, that's, I'll start off with the practical stuff. Don't go where you shouldn't go mm-hmm. looking for a monster, period. Do you know in any of those public stories, is the monster aggressive? Like I'm it pretty would sure get you... Like, I'm pretty sure that actually most of the Goatman stories that I've heard, he's aggressive. Okay. I don't think that there's ever been one where I have heard of him not being. Right. I'm thinking like axe-wielding Goatman is what comes to my mind a lot of times when I think of a Goatman. Um, but yeah, no, he's not He's not a passive. Right. So there's a bunch of pan stuff behind that, right? Mm-hmm. That's the kind of the... Well, yeah. Context I mean, for a goat man in the first place? Because yeah, how else do you, you end of... up with a goat man? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, some of the stories are that there was like a circus. <laughs> you don't yeah, want to go this right. way? No, I said you don't want to know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the stories that they, there was like a circus going through town and a train wrecked or whatever, and there was some like freak animal that got loose or oh. whatever. Then there's some stories that it was a satanic like cult that okay. summoned a a 
demon of mm-hmm. sorts. Mm-hmm. And there's others that, um, I think it's the one in Texas. I think it's Alton, Texas or Denton, Texas, whatever. It's in Texas. There's a bridge, a goat man's bridge. And I feel like that might be the one where the story is that a goat farmer was killed. Um, like hanged, I think. I think it was a racially motivated thing. Oh. And then the idea is that then this creature came huh. as a result of that. Formed out of the all the yeah. energy of that. Yeah. Somehow. So, um, but yeah, I mean, when you think of goat, goat, half goat, half man, that's mm-hmm. like Pan for sure. Yeah. Which Pan, that whole origin thing is interesting anyway. He's mm-hmm. the only one who, a uh, deity who died, supposedly. Oh, Wow. <laughs> also, he's a really good snapshot of um, the way some of our deities used to be because he's kind of like a snapshot of the, the morphing process before they came completely mm-hmm. human-like. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that there were some deities that were full-on animal-like yeah. because that's what were things that we didn't understand so much and had all these powers, and uh, he's kind of like he's stuck, stuck in the middle. Yeah. Yeah liminal as the kids say these days yeah yep as the in addition to say. sick yeah sick liminal sick. deities <laughs> you know that's great that, yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is yeah it, what's funny is when you were describing that what i thought of was a location in salt fork state park mm-hmm. at hozak's cave which is um like a waterfall and a exposed cave system Mm -hmm. with about probably 30 foot drop 30 40 foot drop to the bottom from the top and there's memorials there as well for people who have climbed up where they shouldn't have been yeah and fell and actually did die as a result and Mm -hmm. that's not to say that they were there specifically for bigfoot although these days you know salt fork is that sort of legend tripping uh, destination so it possible that somebody could like blunder into that area and not really know what's going on so there is as you said a reason to be very conscious of your surroundings when you're going out yeah uh, exactly looking for the truth Mm -hmm. yourself so uh what else moving uh, do you have more practical more practical ones yeah so the next one that I think of when I think of killer cryptids is the beast, be- beast of land between the lakes. Yeah. Beast of LBL. Yes. Um, so we get into Dogman territory, which to be fair, I don't think I've ever heard a Dogman story. Well, okay. I don't want to say that because there's some where they've been like a guardian type situation, but guardian of the land, not necessarily the people. Um, Dogman are usually aggressive. So the uh, story with the beast of land between the lakes, supposedly a family was slaughtered in the 80s that had gone camping. Um, and apparent, I mean, like horribly slaughtered. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know all the ins and outs of it. Um, I know that there is someone who is supposedly a witness that survived it somehow. Like, I don't, I don't know all of his details either, but he has come forward recently, like in the last few years, to kind of talk about what had happened. Um but yeah, so we get into dogman territory there. Mm-hmm. He's he kills. He's not fun. No. No. <laughs> right. And spoiler free, there's a story at the heart of American werewolves. Mm-hmm. Small town monsters production. 
Coming to you soon. Coming coming out. Soon. Um, <laughs> that is one of the most amazing stories I've ever heard. Yeah. And the witness to this seems to me to be absolutely credible. Yeah. So it's mind-blowing. No, pants guy? it's not oh, the pants guy. Okay. I'm sure of it. Is it the judge? Do you wouldn't know if he's the judge or not? No. What does he look like? Bearded old guy. Oh yeah, that's Martin Gropes. He's a former. Oh, he was police former. Officer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He was in Kentucky. Yeah, this one that retired law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He um, trailed by Bigfoot. Oh yeah, with the <clears throat> yeah. And then is in, encounters a dog man that that like rushes towards him he like unloads two shots and with the flash of the muzzle each time he sees like a the imprint of the image of this dog man like racing at him and then the two are seen together as they're leaving the campsite almost as if sasquatch was using the dog man as like an attack Mm -hmm. like they were working in concert with each other and this is like a salt of the earth completely believable guy who's like in the course I don't know if you had this got the same impression but like as he's telling the story he's trying to make it seem not as crazy as it is yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I think for his own sake Mm -hmm. like playing down certain details and then later on he says well but it's there's stuff that he told me in the like when we've been talking that he wouldn't say on camera because of how he was like I can't yeah I can't do that yeah. Um, plus out of respect for, he wasn't alone and he didn't want to upset the family of the man, mm-hmm. the man that he was with is now deceased, I but see. he didn't want extra stuff out there for yeah. him to have problems. But yeah, no, he's a legit guy. Back to this. Okay, cool. So yeah, dog man, bad, bad dude. And evidently, I mean, there've been things that they have in that area, like the park area, they've, yeah. they've changed or let campsites go back to natural states, yeah. allegedly because terrible things have happened there. They won't admit it, from what I understand, mm. which is typical, the typical sure. story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and for American Werewolves, we did go visit Land Between the Lakes. Mm-hmm. So that'll be in there. Um, and the sighting, or the sighting of the place of that horrible murder, um, we did get to see. And um, it was, I mean, it's just woods now i don't mm-hmm. know what it would have looked like then but yeah wow well that it's very interesting that there's a direct link between that story mm-hmm. and one of the stories that i looked into yeah. for killer cryptid which is sort of the the prototypical killer cryptid um one that's historically well attested to and it is the story of the beast of Jevadon. Mm. um Fairly well-known, I think, at this point in cryptid circles, but I think is remarkable for its documentation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's verifiable hundreds, you know, over a hundred deaths were reported and attributed to this creature, whatever it was. And it seems to be like now a scholarly pursuit is trying to get to the bottom of what was the beast actually. And, you know, I was on Amazon looking at books about the Beast of Shavadon, and it seems like 
now the most recent ones are all saying and blah 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 and the definitive identity of the creature we will unveil Mm -hmm. so it just makes me wonder i mean are they all saying the same thing (laughs) probably not you gotta buy their books to find yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly but you know this was from this was 1764 to 1767 in the south of france something was running around killing people and it seemed like its preference was female and children which from a predatory standpoint makes a certain amount of sense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, the thing that makes us so remarkable, I think, is the fact that you had people reporting on it. And it in the 17, you know, the late 1700s, it by, by today's standards, it's a story that went viral across Europe. Yeah. People were glued uh, to finding out how this is going to turn out and if that could happen in their own backyard and stuff like that and you had people hunting it i mean it's it's a, a very sort of i guess prototypical story mm-hmm. in the sense that you have the inciting incident the posse forms they go out in this case they have success evidently because a creature is uh, is finally killed and the the killings come to a stop in that region, at least in the way uh, that they were happening. Now, the the most likely creature, um, it seems, it, is that it was uh, some type of wolf. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's um, there was the sort of it's a cult classic film, The Brotherhood of the Wolf, mm-hmm. which is sort of is tied into the Beast of Javadon. Um, but, you know, it says, uh, one way of describing it is, all, I w- all eyewitness accounts declaring in unison that it was not a wolf, but some beast. And so that among the villagers who tended towards the belief in the supernatural, the beast was considered a lucaroo or werewolf. Uh, most common candidate identifications were a lion a tiger, a hyena, or a wolf hybrid of some sort. And I do know that there are, are there's one book in particular that I have, and the, their conclusion is that it could have been a wolf crossed with a type of hunting dog mm. that is also large and big-boned. And I am no expert at all on genetics or things of that nature but the conclusion that that book was suggesting was that when you cross these species Mm -hmm. it tends towards aggressiveness okay and that that's something that's i guess demonstrable that you cross these two kind of creatures and what you're going to get is something that wants to attack and kill yeah and eat so that that is a possibility but there's a whole, you know, this whole extended story. There's extended um, descriptions of what happened. There were some who did feel strongly that it was a wolf. Uh, a notary who, rep- who prepared a report about the creature said, this animal appears to be a wolf, but an extraordinary one. 
by its figure and proportions, it's very different from the wolves that one sees in this country. This is what more than 300 people from all around have certified. So I guess that's another element to the story is a mass amount of eyewitnesses mm-hmm. uh, who saw something, if only for a few seconds. Right. Some had prolonged daylight sightings mm-hmm. of the some type of unidentified creature running around in fields and so forth. Yeah. And that's part of the story as well. Well, the other thing with the, like the crossbreeding, then not only could the aggression could come out, that the size change would be something key. Because what is it? Is it the uh, ligers? Is that what they oh. are? Where you cross the a tiger and a lion? It's mm-hmm. a very specific way to do it. It's a male lion and a female tiger, and it creates this massive animal um, right there. Yeah, a, oh, yeah. a liger, much oh, larger than both the lion and the tiger. Right. But if you have a male tiger and a female lion, then it's a tigon, and they're, <laughs> they're, it's the same size or smaller. Okay. Um, so it's completely possible, I suppose, if it were a larger hunting dog and a mm-hmm. wolf of some sort. That yeah. Just the right thing could not only make it more aggressive, but make it larger, which would... Make it seem like a beast. Right. Instead of just a regular mm-hmm. wolf. Because if there's a lot of people seeing it and they're all saying, no, it was a beast, to me that means it has to be bigger. But to mm-hmm. think of it like a a tiger or a hyena, though, yeah, that's kind of weird. Right. I mean, there you, you would have to be talking about an escapee from a, some rich oligarch's... Uh, that's true. Menagerie, you know, like a hyena Amen. just doesn't show up in France. That's true. So leftovers from when the Romans took them. Yeah. <clears throat> brought them out for mm-hmm. animal tricks. Yeah, right. <laughs> I remember talking about that yeah. recently. <laughs> so this was interesting too. I thought, just as an aside, this the author of this is Brian Dunning, mm-hmm. who hosts the Skeptoid podcast. This is from his blog, and this is really. This is something cool to think about. Said so there's a point we've mentioned many times on Skeptoid. It's a hint that helps you determine which sources are valid, which are not. Lazy authors often copy and paste from each other without going back to the original sources. Virtually any book or article you'll find on the Beast of Javedon written by a cryptozoologist says that inside the stomach of the animal, the collarbone of a young girl was found. Dismiss anything that says this because it's wrong, and it shows that the author did not check their source. And you also can't determine gender from a collarbone. That's true. How would you know? Uh, the two existing documents that discuss the necropsy on the animal, the Marin Report and another document known as the Letter from Auvergne, both clearly state that the stomach contained the head of a, and a femur from a child. Mm. There's no mention of a collarbone. The French word for femur is femur. Kind of hard to get wrong. <laughs> Any, did it say that part? Kind of hard to get wrong. It says femur. Any author who says the animal described in the necropsy report was not a wolf also mentions a collarbone should be dismissed. Wolves do not typically eat bones. However, they'll often crush them for the marrow and ingest fragments. So uh, that brings up a good point, which is that, you know, cop- copy and paste, that's not even a internet feature, really. Yeah. Although it's enabled by internet but you know you get into some you know some genres of cryptozoology books and it's just re-reporting what has been found already in another source and sort of arranging those um 
So the beast of Javadon. That's why you should cite your sources. Yeah, that's right. Cite your sources, man. Yep. You know it. Did you have any other killer cryptids? I have a lot of other killer cryptids, Ooh. actually. But I we're gonna watch watch the watch time. that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Huh? So um this I drew these from this most excellent resource. <sighs> Kathy Strain's Giants, Cannibals, and Monsters. Yep. See, I'm just gonna start bringing my computer so I can order books yeah. as Mark recommends them. <laughs> <laughs> it's April and or May, whenever this posts, which is sort of our loose cannibal killer theme time. So uh, this seemed like a logical place to turn. Uh, Giants, yeah. Cannibals, and Monsters, Bigfoot in Native Culture by Kathy Strain, and published by Hancock House, by the way. Huh. One of my favorite imprints. And uh, what Kathy has done in this excellent tome is simply assemble as many different stories as she had at her fingertips uh, divided by indigenous people groups having to do with figures that could be interpreted as Sasquatch or Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. Some are directly and using that terminology because of the location and the tribe from which that um, description comes. But it's really anything that e and even the Wendigo stuff we were talking about before yeah. has overlap with mm -hmm. the stories that are are collected here. Yeah. So just a couple examples that I wanted to share uh, from the book. Uh, this one is from. Um, oh, it's the Maywuk culture, and it is Sachacha the ogre. Sachacha lived among the cliffs along the river. His food was human beings. He would come to a village and take his choice of the women. Nothing could harm him. One day he went to a village and selected a fine, fat young woman whom he took home. Afterward, she gave birth to two children. Still, he kept bringing home people for food and nothing else. His wife had nothing to eat. She had two brothers who came now to find her. The younger said, where's our brother-in-law's weakest spot? She told them that his left ankle was the most tender spot. When Sachacha came home, the brothers proposed a contest with arrows. And so, as you might imagine, they keep shooting arrows at him until they hit the left ankle. Yeah, the Achilles heel. The, uh -huh. Uh -huh. the Sachacha heel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that rolls off the tongue better than yeah, Achilles Yeah, oh, sure. It's just poetry. It's poetry. The arrows that struck his body glanced off at the one that struck the ankle, killed him. This was an odd epilogue, I thought. They threw his two sons into the cave where he had slept on a bed of human hair, and with their sister, they returned home. Oh. So, see ya. Yeah. Hybrid children, you're on your own. Good luck. But there is a bunch of stuff there, you know, including the eating of people, mm -hmm. a sort of his wild status. The taking of a human bride, which is featured in a lot of these stories, that there's some type of crossover yeah. that could happen, um, that the these wild men or wild beings are taking some people to eat mm -hmm. and others to reproduce and keep mm -hmm. the line going. Yeah. And that will recur 
throughout. So again, what we have is the um, gathering in of people for food. Yeah. Which that that becomes a theme. That's something that we didn't really have time to get into last week with the Wendigo. Mm -hmm. But some of the Wendigo owl crossover legends included a female Wendigo with a, like a pot on her back or a basket. And if she caught you, if you were a child wandering where you shouldn't be, you'd go into the basket, go back to wherever the Wendigo was going and probably became, you know, stew. Wow. That's like... Kid chili. That whole idea of the basket on the back just reminds me of Krampus. Mm -hmm. They throw the bad kids in the... But then he took them away to hell, so a little bit different, yeah. I guess. But still, the idea of taking... Either them, outcome that, is you like... You know, it's, neither's great. <laughs> neither's great. Um, yeah, I looked up that book that you were just reading from Yeah. and saw that... So Kathy is an archaeologist and anthropologist with the U.S. Forest, Forest Service... And these are verbatim stories, it says. Mm -hmm. So actually, you know, she's not interpreting anything for anyone. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yep. She's also in the movie on the Trail of Bits. The oh. Yep. Yeah, she is a part of, of Area X and the work Take that goes on. out of that, not remembering that. Yeah. Uh, now that I see her picture, though, I actually yeah. do remember her. All, but I, everything I don't you said names. was hundred percent true. That well, I know that valid. part is because it's on the back of the book. I'm reading it. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, I appreciate the recording stories verbatim. Yeah, for sure. So this, we'll do one more okay. as a, sort of a epitome of mm. what we've been talking about. This comes from the Shasta people, who are um, most part in California, northern part of California, which is significant for Bigfoot reasons, of course. Right. Uh, Shasta, the Shasta have two names for a Bigfoot-like creature, Isurukwai, cannibal monster, and Tata Klea, owl woman monster, a word that is shared with their close neighbor, neighbors, the Yakima. So it's this uh, Tata Klea mm -hmm. that I wanted to get into. Mm -hmm. uh, before the tribes lived peaceably in this country, before the last creation, there were certain people who ate Indians whenever they could get them. They preferred and hunted children as better eating. These people, the Tata Klea, were taller and larger than the common human. They ate everything. They ate every bad thing known, such as frogs, lizards, snakes, and other things that Indians do not eat. They talked the Indian language and in that way might fool the Indians. There were five of them, all sisters, at the last creation, they came up only in California. Two were seen there. They were women, tall, big women who lived in a cave. One time the Shastas were digging roots and camped. They knew that the two Tataklea were about, were in that place. They were careful, but they caught one little boy not to eat, but to raise up and live with them. The boy thought he would be killed, but was not. The Tataklea had him several days. Every day the big women went out to gather stuff for food. Each had a big basket on her back and would come home with it filled with everything bad, frogs and snakes. These they would throw into the fire alive to cook. Then with a stick, they pitched them from fire to the boy to eat, but he would not eat them. He went out and looked for his own food, roots and other things he liked. He did not try to escape. He was afraid of being overtaken and killed. 
Often at night, after the Tata Clea had eaten, there would be left into the baskets some objects the boy could not see. These he believed to be human beings. They were roasted and eaten after he had gone to bed. He was allowed to see everything brought in the basket, all but these particular beings, whatever they were. Each day the boy would go farther and farther from their cave. He went in search of food and to play. At last he began searching to find a way back to his people. He kept looking for a way, but each night he would return to the cave. One day the little boy had all plans laid. He was going to run away from the rock den of the monster women, leave them and their bad poisonous things. The Tata Clea left in the morning with the big baskets over their backs. When they were out of sight, the boy hurried away. He ran fast, traveled over rough, wild places, and at last reached his own people. They were glad, for they had supposed him dead. And if you were to go down the list of the stories that I have there, they would have a lot of these themes in common, being abducted, spared. There's a sense that something really bad's (laughs) happening. Fortunately, it's not happening to you. Right. And that you finally make it back to your people, and everyone had assumed that you were, you know, you had been consumed. But there's a a gratefulness that you're back and alive. And so it's that... The idea that they're called the owl women. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was really, yeah, um, you know, worth mentioning in light of all the other stuff we've been talking about. Absolutely. Hmm. So, killer cryptids. Yep. Don't go where you shouldn't be. Yeah. Stay off the tracks, please. Yes. For your own good. Get off the train trestles, guys. Yeah, and if you see something in the woods with a big basket on its back. Yeah, get out. Yeah. Find a way out of that situation. Not like (laughs) Yes. If you have any experience or stories having to do with killer cryptids, as you can tell, we're quite interested. (laughs) So write us at monstropolismail at gmail.com. We would be glad to have an all-listener, all-watcher letter edition of uh, Homicidal Haints. Part two. Yes. Uh, find us on the socials. We're always putting stuff out there. Remember Monster Fest, June 2023. Mm-hmm. Make your plans now to join us in Canton, Ohio. Anything else? Monstropolismail at gmail.com. That's it. That's the place. Letters, guys. Please do. All right. Be safe out there. Bye.